Good morning, everybody. Getting me a quick little sip of coffee, man. Love my coffee. Um, <clears throat> wanted to talk to you today about a subject that can be a little tricky, meaning you're going to have to think a little bit with me. This might be one of the sessions or episodes where you have to go back and listen to it a couple more times. Um, but what I want to talk to you about is um, how and why can I be a born-again Christian, uh, a committed follower of Jesus, uh, love God, uh, be in church, be in the Word. In other words, I'm kind of doing everything right, but yet, I say doing everything right, you know what I'm trying to say, and um, <clears throat> and yet I can still act like the devil at times. In other words, I can still have habits and behaviors that um, hurt myself and hurt others and just drift in directions they shouldn't drift. And there's a there's a <clears throat> there's just some things biblically, theologically, whatever you want to call it. There's some things we need to understand, we need to know, and we need to study, so that we can explain why we believe what we believe. If we believe that a Christian can still act in really inappropriate, unhealthy ways, then I think we need to be able to explain that. We need to have a way that we can explain to ourselves and others how and why that can happen. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. Um, <clears throat> just something that I've learned, and you may already understand it, but uh, I would say it this way. There's a bottleneck in your salvation experience, meaning <clears throat> there's all this cool stuff God's sending our direction, but just kind of watch my hands. It kind of, by the time it, it, it gets to us to, to receive and enjoy it, it it's down like this. And um, the quickest way I know to tell you that is a story I was praying years ago and kind of wrestling with this kind of stuff. Why, why does the Bible teach so much that God wants us to have, enjoy, become, uh, that, and we enjoy so little of it? And uh, I just felt like I saw this super highway, six, eight lanes, um, 18 wheelers, big old trucks, shiny, beautiful. And there was this sense in what I was seeing that they were um, filled with just God's goodness and God's kindness toward us. And they were rushing by me. And, and I was just kind of like excited. Wow, this is cool. And as I turned to my left, uh, I looked up and there was a hill. And as they crested the hill, their brake lights were going on. And so I walked up to the hill and I looked way down at the bottom of the hill. And here was all these six or eight lanes of trap trucks filled with God's goodness and down the way down the bottom of the hill, they were crossing a, a, a path about, I don't know, 8, 10, 12 feet wide, one box at a time. All these trucks, one box at a time. And I said, God, what, what's the deal? And a good scripture to say it is, 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper, and prosperity is not just money, but that you'd, you'd be successful in all your endeavors, and, uh, and be in health. And a lot of times we stop quoting it there, but that's not how it ends. Beloved, I wish above all things that you'd prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So I believe the key to uh, how much of that super highway of God's goodness we we're able to receive and take in uh, depends on the condition of our soul. And some would say, well, I'm a Christian, so my soul's in good shape. Well, let's see what the Bible has to say about that. So if you would, I need you to kind of mark a few scriptures down. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. 1 
1 Thessalonians 5.23. And what it says is, I want you to be sanctified wholly or entirely. And then it says, your spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. <clears throat> so he says, I want you to be completely saved. And that means your spirit, your soul, and your body. Now, the point is this. I think it's very, very important that you understand that just like God's a trinity, and I don't mean we're a trinity in that sense, but, but we are a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. Now, what in the world? Why are we getting into all this? Because it's important for you to understand what I call the ongoing process of salvation. What I like to tell people is, I was saved, I'm being saved, and I'm yet to be saved. I was saved, I'm being saved, and I'm yet to be. Dude, what are you talking about? Remember spirit, soul, and body, right? Well, at the creation... Genesis 2.7. You might want to write some of these verses down and look them up later. Study this out for yourself. Genesis 2.7 says this. God formed man out of the dust of the earth. He breathed into him the breath of life, and he became a living soul. So what do we have here? He formed the body out of the dust. He breathed. Breath is spirit. He breathed spirit into this creation and then it became a living soul. So what we see in Genesis 2-7, right at the beginning of creation, is the spirit breathed into us, our body formed from dust, and in the middle between the two is the soul. So I believe, according to 1 Thessalonians 5-23 and other places, that it's really, really important to recognize that we're three parts, spirit, soul, and body. And and. Again, being a little nitpicky, I would practice saying it that way, not body, soul, spirit, but spirit, soul, body. Why? It reminds us which part of us should be uh, leading in, in first and preeminent. Spirit, soul, body. So what happened? Well, the Bible says that when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, they, they died. Well, I mean, interestingly, they didn't fall over dead. But death, like you ever heard somebody say, so-and-so's dead to me. What they mean is they're still over there breathing and doing life, but the correspondence, the passage of fellowship, connection, care, concern, uh, everything between that person and me is done, cut off. And that's what happened and in Genesis 3 of what we call the fall. We were, we were disconnected from God but we didn't cease to live in the sense of breathing and all that. So what happened? In our spirit, we were disconnected from God. That's why, like in Ephesians 2, the Bible can say that we were dead in our trespasses and sin. Now, dead in our trespasses and sin, but I'm still alive and breathing. Well, in your spirit, in my spirit, I was dead to the ability to directly connect with God the way he desired, and the way he designed us. So, in my spirit, I'm dead and disconnected from God. Uh, in my soul, now instead of fellowshipping with God and receiving his instruction, his ways, his, his just enlightened, beautiful ideas of what life should be like, I've kind of got to figure it out on my own. And I've got to learn it from other people like myself, 
who are disconnected from God in their spirits. And that leaves us leaning on our soul, that is our mind, will, and emotions, that's the part of us that um, does the best it can to figure out how life works and how to get my needs met, how, how do I see myself, how do I see God, how do I, uh, what do I believe I have to do to, to please other people. Um, and we're doing that without what we would call the new birth. We're, we're figuring all that out without that direct connection to God in our spirit. So what we're going to do over the next couple of weeks is we're going to just put together about a, I don't know, two, three, four part little teaching on how it's so important for you to understand that the mechanics, the dynamics, if you will, of, again, what I would call the ongoing process of salvation. Why can I love God and still wrestle with cycles of behavior that are so contrary to how I want to live. Romans chapter 7, Paul said, the thing that I want to do, I don't do. The thing that I don't want to do, I do. What is that all about? Well, I believe there's a way to scripturally, biblically understand why that can happen and what we can do about it. So I just want you to think about those few scriptures we mentioned. 1 Thessalonians 5.23, Genesis 2.7, and, and the whole idea, like for instance, Romans 12.2, um, be transformed, changed by the renewing of your mind. And we're going to talk more about where that fits in God's ongoing process of salvation. Remember 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish, and I'm saying this to you as we end today, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper, that you would do well in your walk with God, your relationships, etc., that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. I want to help you learn how to prosper your soul. And uh, that'll make more sense as we dig into it. All right? Love you guys. Hope you're having a good day. Bye.